Welcome to another episode of the Speed Change Repeat podcast. Today, yet with another amazing guest, Robin. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, not too bad. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm good. You know, uh, we always start the same way. And I mean, we, we talked for uh, about a minute before we press record. Uh, we're um, on tight schedule today. Uh, it would obviously be uh, kind of amazing to understand, like, who's it that we're talking to? Uh, you know, who's Robin? Where are you coming from? What is it that you're doing? And how did you get where you are today? Uh, yeah, sure thing. So my name is Robin, um, and I am the co-founder and CEO of Delphi. Um, my background is in engineering and economics, and um, I've previously worked at uh, at Audi, at uh, the European Commission. I was uh, mostly involved in... in um, uh, research and development, but then moved more and more into um, the analytics space, uh, econometric modeling space, etc. Uh, my, um, um, yeah, I was, uh, I had the, uh, the fantastic opportunity um, to participate in a, in a PhD program. Um, it was uh, co-granted by Google Research, um, and I had, um, I had um, my. Um, my, my research stays were at uh, Humboldt in Berlin, uh, St. Gall in Switzerland, at, at uh, MIT in Boston in the US, uh, which is also where I had the initial idea for Delphi. And yeah, apart from that, I am uh, uh, I'm, I'm super every every day. I'm super excited to be the CEO of a um, you know quickly evolving and growing company. Um, I think we're in a, in a very exciting space. And apart from that, I'm also an advisor uh, in a couple of advisory boards. I invest in startup companies myself, and I'm also on the advisory, uh, in the Economic Advisory Council of the Green Party of Germany. All right, that's a lot. So, you know, let's kind of divide that into two parts. You know, let's, let's sure. kind of, um, before we jump into, uh, you know, what is it that you're doing uh, with your company, and, um, you know, you've been almost doing this for four years now. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about the t that time before, you know, before we jump into like how, how you came up with the initial idea, you know, the early days and, and, and basically, you know, that journey so far. Let's talk about that time before, you know, let's, let's talk about, you quickly mentioned um, that uh, your PhD, you know, played a, played a kind of crucial role or like in an important role for you. But let's, let's maybe go through these individual stages. You said you worked at Audi. If, if you kind of look back, and, um, and, and, and try to find like a red line in, in your path. Would you say there is one? And let's say, if, if you look at these individual stages, what, what has really like shaped you towards how you see the world today and, and maybe what you also do professionally? Uh, happy to. So I think when you're looking for the red thread, it's, it's definitely, you know, my, um, the, the curiosity and, and um, the, um, you know, this, this constant strive for um, finding and understanding new technologies, new, you know, um, also understanding how innovation works, I think, is, is, is definitely a red thread. Um, and, uh, you know, even, even during my time at Audi, I mean, we, we worked on inductive charging for electric vehicles, and that was some 11, 12 years ago. Um, and and uh, at that time, there were not too many people who who were thinking about electric vehicles, um, and, and and certainly not about inductive wireless charging of those vehicles. So, um, 
yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, in, in general, I'm, I'm just really curious. And I, I also want, I, I, you know, I want to understand, like I want to understand what kind of impact new technologies could have. And, you know, then in the next stage, what, what impact new companies can have. And then in the next stage, what impact new innovations can have. And um, obviously innovations can come from, from everywhere. I mean, that's also something that I, that I um, experienced or, you know, that I understood over the, over the years, you know, when, when you look back to 20, you know, uh, 2005, um, it, you know, this, this startup craze kind of started and then 10 years later, 2015, uh, it was in full swing and everyone was super hyper-focused on startups. Um, but honestly, I think um, startups are, are one part of the entire kind of innovation ecosystem and um, research institutions play a role, but most importantly, it's the established companies, you know, the, uh, the, the multinational corporations, but, you know, especially um, small and medium-sized um, businesses that, you know, that have been around for, for decades, um, sometimes even centuries, and, and they just keep innovating, you know, they keep changing the world and um, understanding that and um, making sense of it and kind of, uh, you know, identifying and detecting weak signals that are, you know, spread um, and, 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 and disconnected at, you know, T0 at one point in time, but then become more and more connected as, as time passes. I think that's, um, that's definitely one, like, very important red threat in, in, in my, my life and my career thus far. Right. Yeah, you know what's 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 also very interesting is, um, and, and uh, you know, I think we definitely need to highlight that is because you, you know, that is something that you highlighted when you talked about yourself. Is obviously you are uh, your PhD. So because what what I what I saw is that you finished your PhD the same year you started your company. So I guess that um, you you were already kind of trying to figure out, uh, you know, either to start something or it came kind of like randomly. But talk to me about that time. Um, of, of your PhD, when when were you certain of like, sure. hey, you know, this is an amazing experience, but I also actually want to start a company. So um, actually, that like that already happened before I accepted that grant, uh, before I accepted that PhD grant. So I I knew that um, I was not made for a uh, corporate uh, corporate career. Right. Um, you know, the I I, I need a fast paced environment. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as I said, there are so many, so many new technologies coming up, so many new opportunities evolving every single day. Um, um, so I already knew, you know, that I, I, I would, you know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for all the opportunities and all the experiences, uh, from, uh, from, from, you know, kind of my first one, two, three, um, positions that I held, but I, I already knew that I, I wanted to um, create something myself to found a company to make, uh, you know, a small dent uh, yeah. myself with a, with a team that I, you know, that I helped build with a product that I helped build with uh, customers that I helped acquire and so on and so on. So yeah, that, that was already kind of decided um, and, and then I used the, the time during my PhD studies to truly figure out, you know, okay, what is it 
going to be. And, and I um, looked into many, many different fields, ranging from 3D printing to, to IoT applications, hardware, software, um, everything, uh, which of course was fantastic that I got the opportunity to do that um, with the freedom that I got through that, through that grant. But, you know, then in the end, funnily enough, um, what, I, what I kind of um, decided on, or, you know, focused on, uh, was um, at the very heart of my, of my PhD thesis, which was company data and, and you know, collecting, structuring company data globally. Um, uh, for my thesis, I had to do that manually, like many other thousands of um, analysts have to do it uh, today still. Um, and but now with Delphi, obviously, we, we created a solution to to automate um, a lot, a lot of that uh, manual collection, manual structuring of unstructured company data, and and making it accessible to to a, a very yeah broad range of of um, of analysts, financial analysts, M and A analysts, uh, sales analysts. Um, yeah, so that's. That's kind of how how that how that came about and happened. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but then let's let's go a little bit deeper. You know, let, let, let's dig a little bit deeper here. So, let's let's talk about really kind of you know that that early phase. I mean, yes, you know, you were digging through all these different trends. You were like, you know, talking to a lot of people. Obviously, having that uh, opportunity from your PhD. But then let's let's talk about actually pinpointing an idea. You know, when did things get concrete, and how did they get concrete? Talk to me about that early phase of like finding or validating a problem, um, getting a team together, um, and you know just that early phase before you know you actually said like okay you know let's let's do this. Mm. Well, where, where to start? Uh, it, it's it's been a very evolutionary process, and an evolution usually happens in small steps, and then you know sometimes uh, one big step and then many more small steps again. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so in, in the beginning, we, you know, we or I knew early on that company data is, um, is something that a lot of people are interested in. What we didn't know or, you know, what we had to figure out was kind of the, level of aggregation that's relevant to many many people right so um in the in the early days um we you know we started with um pretty simple and simplistic uh, spreadsheets um that you know for example volkswagen was interested in um every every company that i don't know you know does 3d printing um, or that manufactures 3D printing filament and, and materials um, uh, um, across Europe, right? So, and, and then, they got a, then they got a spreadsheet and then we kind of added more, more aggregation to that. We, we enriched that data even further and then um, uh, we, we figured out that, you know, that, that too needs to be automated. Um, and I think that's something that has always been at the, you know, at the very core, like very much ingrained in the DNA of Delphi that um, automation is, is what, we, what we strive for, you know, and either, either we can automate 
a specific process um, or a specific step in that process, you know, be a data collection or a data, um, um, you know, data conflict resolution or um, um, data enrichment. So, you know, it, it had to be, it had to be um, automated, otherwise we wouldn't do it. Um, and that I think already gave us a pretty good, maybe not guideline, but kind of guardrails, you know, left and right to, to kind of further develop that product. And then, you know, at some point we, we had to figure out what our like, true ICP is. Um, and we knew, like we, we knew that Delphi is more of a, uh, you know, it's more of an infrastructure play. Right? I mean, the, the infrastructure that we built is now able to collect company data globally from, from myriad data sources, doesn't, you know, and it doesn't matter in which language it is in or uh, what the, you know, whether it's the company's own website or news articles or job posts or conference attendance, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a very powerful tool um, to, to automatically create structured company data. Um, but as I said, you know, that's more of an infrastructure play, right? And then you have multiple use cases that you can put on top of that, right? Or where you, where you can apply that uh, to. Um, so I think that was, you know, then in terms of evolution, that was kind of a big step um, to, to really focus on, on an initial ICP, let's call it that, uh, which, uh, which is um, uh, mergers and acquisitions departments mm -hmm. at multinational um, firms, saying firms, not necessarily corporations, and, and you know, their, their strategy and innovation kind of units. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty clear cut ICP, um, but obviously there, you know, now we're already developing more and more um, kind of segments that we could potentially go into um, and, and, you know, do our market size analysis, market entry barriers. Um, we assess, we assess those market entry barriers. Um, we, um, we are very partnership driven as a company. So um, um, yeah, right now we are, we are also building partnerships, uh, a lot of partnerships globally for um, kind of the input part of Delphi, you know, data acquisition. So media outlets, um, newspapers like the German Handelsblatt, for example, like 36KR from Asia, like M&A Review, um, and, but also on the kind of output side of, of, of Delphi. Um, so everything that's customer facing, we, we have a very close collaboration with the uh, BDMA, the largest, uh, Europe's largest industry association, for example, um, and, and you know, many others. So yeah, I think this is, this is how you know how Delphi evolves, and also how we how we progress. Um, but now that we have successfully built that kind of infrastructure, you know, it becomes easier and easier for us to build more like features and 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 use cases on top of that. And the good thing is for for our for our competitors, it becomes you know more and more prohibitively expensive to yeah. to try to recreate that. Um, um, because they would have to, you know, first build up that entire infrastructure to then build this one feature that they want to build on top of that. All right, so let's uh, break it down before we talk about, let's say, the use cases or things that you are thinking about. So mm -hmm. as far as I understood it is that the typical value chain would be basically if a company is interested in company data. So let's talk about metadata in general, right? You have a company mm -hmm. name, 
then you have different sources of information such as, okay, you know, a number of countries active, uh, what, what are those countries, uh, number of employees, and then um, uh, business units, whatever, all these things, right? And so what, what you guys basically have done is you've created, a, you've created an engine that is able to aggregate all that data that is available, um, probably open source then, right? So on, on, uh, on that, that, that you guys are able to access, I guess. Um, uh, to aggregate that for for a client, right? For a customer. Well, it's. It, I mean, if if I if I could jump jump in right right at this point, like it's not it's not just about aggregating, right? Yeah. It's, it's also about processing it. Like the, the kind of yeah. the holy grail is the holy grail is everyone wants structured company data, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Everyone yeah. wants a proper description text. Everyone wants, um, um, you know, a a, a proper. Um, a table of news articles that the company was mentioned in. Uh, everyone wants a proper list of products that the company yeah. manufactures or you know produces or sells or whatever. And um, this is you know this is structured company data, and, and everyone wants that. Um, the the way it has been done um, over the past I don't know like 150 years was to collect. And and process that manually, yeah, right. Exactly. And, and even if you did, and now you know within within the last ten years, even if you did the the aggregation and collection and aggregation, even if you automated that, you still had hundreds or, or thousands of analysts who then had to kind of sift through all of that data uh, to manually turn it into structured company information. But we, you know, Delphi is 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 also automating that step. Right, this this processing part, and let me give you a very simple example of, of you know how that works. It's you know it may sound like a technicality, but I just said you know uh, what I what I just mentioned company descriptions, right? You know mm -hmm. you know everyone would think it's like well yeah company descriptions. You know once you once you took a look at the company's website, you could easily just write two three sentences about what this company does. It's like well yeah you know you as a human could do that, and you know you spend fifteen minutes on that. Uh, but but obviously that's you know again prohibitively time consuming when you have to do that for tens of thousands of companies. Um, now you know how how some of our competitors have solved that <laughs> quote unquote is um, that they just copy paste description texts from um, the company's LinkedIn profiles. Right? Okay. Now again it may sound like a technicality, but at least in Europe that's a potential copyright infringement because the company that wrote that description text. Right has um, the copyright for that description text. So if you want to kind of you know, further process that text or, or even use it or even sell it through because you are a database right. and you sell, you, know, you sell that kind of content, you are potentially or most likely infringing on these companies' copyrights. Okay. The way Delphi does it is because we have so much data for each individual of the millions of companies that we track, um, we can generate automatically generate new description texts right um and it's fully automated there's no manual intervention what's, um, the input? What, what's the input for that i mean because there needs to be an input right so yeah so for example it, it could be the company's website it could be snippets from news articles uh where uh, you know journalists describe what the company does it could be um you know other openly accessible uh repositories and so on and so on but you know the, this this aggregation part is only the first step, right? And then you have to do the processing part, the AI part, 
to, for example, generate these description texts that are that are unique, um, that are still, you know, actually capturing the essence of what the company does, and um, texts that are copyright compliant and that can be further processed. Um, yeah, so that's one, you know, very simple example of how how we do things, but I think it, it illustrates very well how we understand automation. It does, it does. And so how many, so let's say on average, how many different categories or, or let's say, you know, the data categories do you guys have for, for a company, you know, which are, let's say, given, you know, obviously there's um, some which, you know, carry a specific category, some are not, you know, but like, what is a kind of like an average number for, for different data categories for a company that you provide? Right. So, um, the, the the total number is is somewhere around uh, eighty two to eighty five different data points that we have right. on each company. Um, obviously, not all of those are visible to the end user. Um, um, some some of these categories or some of these data points we uh, ex, you know exclusively use to um, feed into our similarity search engine, for example. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can build peer groups very easily with Delphi. Once you have some seed companies, Delphi can generate uh, or suggest more companies that should also be in that peer group. Now, a lot of variables kind of go into that model, into that AI model um, that are not necessarily also visible to, to the end user. Okay, interesting. From a, from a kind of a technical perspective, is that uh, algorithmically wise, uh, the same kind of uh, scenario as you would have in a suggestion, let's say when you have uh, the, the ad space, you know, when you go for similar, uh, similar groups? Yeah, I, I think recommender engines is, is uh, <laughs> um, you know, nothing, nothing new. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> but I mean, so, sometimes, sometimes it works super well, like, you know, like Amazon product suggestions, for example, right, sometimes right. this works super duper well, um, or, you know, in the, in the more romantic dating space, you know, Tinder suggestions yeah, that you get, yeah, yeah. Um, that sometimes that works exceptionally well, and sometimes it doesn't. And um, it's the same, obviously, um, at Delphi. But what we do know is that it works a lot, a lot better than uh, what you would get from um, Pitchburg or LinkedIn, for example, yeah. simply because we have you know, so many more data points that we can right. use to compare company A to company B. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, looking at the time, then for things that you can obviously share, where are you guys heading? I mean, you talked about kind of, um, you know, wh where you guys are coming from, how you find, uh, how you found uh, product market fit. How do you see kind of the strength that you've built up, um, how you describe it basically with the infrastructure, where you want to go? Um, right. So, um, you know, I can um, kind of double double down on what I what I talked Let's about before. You know, we we truly believe that structured company data is is still what you know many people are um, interested in because they need it in their daily lives. You know, be it um, for M and A, what we started with, the financial sector. You know, uh, on a, on a broader scale, and you know, not. Um, regulation with regard to KYC, for example, is, is becoming stricter and, and more and more comprehensive um, in the in the marketing and sales space. Filmographic data um, will will be uh, you know the main complement in 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 any in any marketing campaign and any sales journey um, that that you know, digital sales journey that um, uh, companies will build in future. Um, yeah, so 
and and you know then kind of even as a next step we we believe in a future where more and more companies will build their own their own market intelligence dashboards for example yeah. uh, you know they they um uh they they already know that they interact with hundreds or even thousands of companies um yeah. and and you know ranging from from procurement uh to supply chain um uh, networks to to um uh, production and, and partnerships in in production and manufacturing um to um growth inorganic or organic uh growth which is kind of what we focus on right now yeah so you know and, and at, at, at every at every step kind of of what any business is about um, um delphi data um uh, can can play a role in future, and if Delphi, um, you know, if you if your question is where are we headed, I I think that Delphi is headed to become the um, the the global backbone for gold standard company data um, in in yeah virtually any business um, that uh, that that uses that data already today, but uh, does it in a very manual manner. Yeah, good outlook. Um... You know, something that I that I've just thought about is that um, what about uh, the importance? Because that probably is going to get more and more and increase uh, throughout the next um, years. Is uh, data on corporate social responsibility and uh, emissions and all these kind of environmental impacted things? Is yep. that something that you guys are also kind of uh, you know eyeing on? Yeah, we, we actually built a model to um, assess um, SDG uh, oh. closeness of, yeah. of, um, of, of any given company in, in Delphi. And so the way, the way I see it for this entire, you know, uh, sustainability assessment space, um, I, I do believe that you can automate, you know, a good chunk of, of, that, of that analysis. Um, but since we are still lacking proper frameworks um for this right i mean look at esg like esg is a i mean it's it's a great framework but you know that uh, i think some 80 percent of it you can't quantify yeah. right so you need a qualitative assessment yeah. and um i think we'll still be a long way until ai can make qualitative truly qualitative assessments um so you know the human factor the human analyst will will yeah will be necessary in these assessments but yeah i think as as time goes on you can automate more and more parts of this um of this analysis um either for consulting firms or for the companies themselves yeah yeah you know especially for like uh, for 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 consumer brands and like the conglomerates but also challenger brands you know i think that aspect becomes more and more important like if if you are able to and I mean, they are right at some at, 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 to some degree they are because everybody's kind of like pro proclaiming their zero emissions uh, uh, statements, you know, yeah. but, but I think that, that that is something that is going to be super amazing, especially like on a product level, like if you can drill that down to a product level, right? Yeah, companies would like, they would die to have that information available because, you know, that, that is that's your legit kind of, um, you know, marketing marketing uh, communication that you can use right to say like hey guys yeah. you know, this is th this we can quantify this you know for this product and it, it's amazing it's better than than others 
Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. You know, it was uh, judging by the time again. You know, it was uh, we, we didn't have much time, but I really enjoyed our conversation, Robin. So thanks a lot for being on the show. You know, thanks for giving us a quick insight and in, on you know where you come from and what is it that you guys are doing. So wish you all the best of luck and thanks again for being there. My pleasure, Jonathan. Thank you and have a good day. Cheers.